Tara. And I'm Dan. Welcome to Stars Hollow Weekly. The show where we talk about the Gilmore Girls. Weekly. So today we are talking about Season 1, Episode 5, Cinnamon's Wig. The IMDb description of the episode. Lorelai is struck by two deaths. Lorelai decides to finally confront Max with her feelings for him, and he tackles his feelings as well. Okay, I wouldn't say she was struck by two deaths. Maybe she was more struck by one death. And then what about the other one? She didn't know that woman. But it was her cousin. <laughs> no, it was her her father's mother's sister's girl. So kind of like a cousin of some sort. That's what Claudia was. Yeah. She might have met her once in 1969 at a moon landing party. There you go. Oh, that's funny, because the anniversary was just the other day. Yeah, I know. So this is really uh, topical for right now. I guess so. I know. So. Wait, in 1969, wouldn't Lorelai have been like three or, yeah, so, or something really, like that? Really, yeah, really little. Very, really little. very little. You met her, you know, when you don't have a working memory. Right, right. <laughs> she was there. She was there. She yeah. was totally there. So I'd only say she was struck by the one death. And I also wouldn't say that she, what what was that? She confronted her feelings with Max or whatever. That, yeah, that's yeah. she confronts her feelings so with Max. So if we really had to summarize this episode, I would say Cinnamon died. Yeah. Roy you know, they they get together. She gets together with Dean. And... She's not really together with Dean. Well, kind of. No, I mean, it... no, no. Dean asks her if she can talk for a second. She says, no, but I have gum. <laughs> well, no, he says, do you have a second? She says, no, I have gum. <laughs> right? <laughs> Listen, do you have a sec? No, I have gum. She's nervous. <laughs> Oh, she's a hot mess, and it's great. She is not. She's just a little awkward right now. Mm. She's just a slightly, she's slightly awkward. That's true. She's almost 16. No, she is 16. Mm. Pretty sure they've called her 16 before. I don't know, because her birthday's coming up. Maybe next episode or the episode after, something like that. Okay. Yeah. But uh, anyway, she's she's... This would be her first boyfriend. Yeah. She, we know she's awkward. That was established in, uh, what was it, the second episode mm -hmm. where she has her conversation with Dean about cake and how round it is. And then you see her just mouthing to herself like, cake is round. Exactly. She'll <laughs> ease into it. <laughs> we so, get to see Roy grow. So at Friday dinner. Yeah. Where's Richard? He's in Germany. Oh, so uh, is he meeting with Nazis? Oh, my gosh. That no, was... No, your father doesn't know any Nazis. Oh, except for that one guy, Rudolf Gottfried. He's a nice old man in Munich. Oh, my gosh. See? <laughs> Looking back, Emily is the funny one. My dear, that was a joke. Well, she even said that she couldn't uh, tell when Lorelai was joking or not, I when know. she was serious or not. And honestly, you can't really tell when Emily's joking or serious or not. Oh, that was just delightful. Both Emily scenes were great. Oh, they were. Yeah, they were. They were very quick this episode. I kind of feel how they 
treated the parents, or at the very least Emily for this, mm-hmm. was kind of great. That she's at the top and bottom of the episode. And oh, yeah. I feel that is kind of a really good formula to follow. I mean, I know they do it in different ways moving on. There's no real formula for necessarily how right. the episode works, but... I thought that worked really well. Have Emily as the bookends. No, that was good. I, I mean, I like when she's more in it, too. But I didn't notice that is like a good beginning and end for her. And it, and it brought it around to, you know, inviting her to the funeral. And then at the end, finding out that Lorelai instead, you know, she couldn't get away from the inn. Mm-hmm. There was no way she can get away from the inn on a Thursday no, of all no, days. No, not at all, no. But for... Cinnamon's Wake, where I was able to get away. So it brought that around full circle. Well, yeah, I mean, it's just, it, that was a great conversation, too. You are impossible to reach. Well, there's no messages on the machine, Mom. I don't leave messages. If I wanted to talk to a machine, I'd talk to my VCR. Where were you? At a wake. A what? A wake. A funeral. A funeral? Whose? It's for the neighbor's cat. Mom? Hold on. I'm looking up an aneurysm in our medical dictionary to see if I just had one. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it See, it's that, it's that deadpan delivery of jokes like that. But yeah, Lorelai in this episode had to explain to two separate people how serious a cat's funeral was. But look at how well, or that wake was, look at how well it was attended. It was just like any other wake or funeral you would have. The whole town was there. Including Kirk the Jerk. Oh my gosh, was he ever a jerk in this episode? It was... um. It was really funny, though, because uh, is this his first episode as Kirk or did we determine his first episode? Okay, so he's actually I looked at the name tag, too. I wanted to be extra sure that it actually said Kirk and it does. And it's funny because, yeah, he's introduced as Kirk by yelling at Miss Patty when she's licking a plum. Yeah, she was licking a plum. He introduces himself as the assistant manager at Dozie's Market. Um, Oh, that's what it's called. It's called Dozie's. Yeah. I just I always just assumed it was called Taylor's. Well, yeah, Taylor Dozy. Oh, that's his last that's name. That's his last name. I did not know that. It's spelled interesting. We also haven't too. met Taylor yet. They just refer to him as the owner for the grocery store. We haven't met Taylor? We have not yet Wait, met are Taylor. Are you sure? Yeah. I am very sure we have not yet met Taylor. Oh. Beca- I didn't even realize and that. And Kirk referenced the owner. He says the owner told me mm. that you can right. put anything in your mouth. His words, not mine. <laughs> Although I don't see uh, Taylor being that nice. I, I don't know if about I don't know Ms. if licking Patty. plum yeah about Miss Patty. Or um, anybody. I mean they are pretty close though at the town meetings. Um I don't know her official role, but she is the second in command, it seems. She she'll take over if he can I, or it might not even be that uh, he likes her, but that he can't cross her. Uh, that's true. Miss Patty has some weight in town, and um, she's been a staple forever, so maybe that is it. Yeah. But it's funny, too, because just a little continuity thing, um, you'll find in later episodes that Kirk, I, I think it in, I think it's, it says at one point that he was a student of hers when he was younger in her dance studio. It, but he didn't know who she was in this. Right, episode. right. He didn't know that she was the famous Miss Patty. Yeah, so the famous Miss Patty. So it still seems at this point they're 
they're going back and forth with his character. You know, a lot of the other characters, a lot of things were established pretty early on. But with him, it seems they fumbled a little bit, but they finally got it. Yeah, Kirk's a work in progress. But it's also funny because, at least as far as Kirk is concerned, they almost treat Stars Hollow as a bigger town or a bigger area than they do later in this series where... It's a very small, insular community that is almost cut off from the rest of Connecticut and the world. Whereas right now, it's like you could be forgiven for thinking that Kirk maybe lives in New Hartford or anywhere else. No, you're right, though. It is it is treated as that. It's this anomaly. You can't really find it on a map sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Where is Stars Hollow? No one comes. No one leaves. Rory going 40 minutes out of town for school. What's that well, sort of it, thing? <laughs> it's sometimes longer, depending on if the bus driver is trying to win a radio contest. Well, yeah, it's important. <laughs> it's important to him. Obviously, he's from Stars Hollow if he's if he's doing something like that. That's um, amazing. But yeah, um, so we finally meet Kirk as Kirk is. Still a little too serious for Kirk, though. Seriously, yeah. I mean, because Kirk is very self-important in future episodes from things I remember. But he was apologetic to Miss Patty in ways that you don't see Kirk act later. And mm-hmm. he was taking his job very seriously as opposed to himself. Yeah. No, I see it. Yeah. So I wonder, we'll have to see when Kirk is finally Kirk. There's no other description. When Kirk is Kirk. Yeah. Well, here's some fun trivia for the episode. Okay. The song that Lane was skanking to <laughs> oh in gosh. Rory's room at the top of the episode is a song that she would later perform with Hep L. With Hep Alien. Okay. This was Sean Gunn's third appearance on the show. First, he was Nick, the cable guy. <laughs> okay. Then, uh, rather, the DSL guy. Mm-hmm. Then he was that guy, the swan guy. The swan guy, yeah. Uh, so the episode right before this. I'm sorry, two episodes ago, excuse me. And then uh, this was uh, his first appearance, identifying <laughs> him by the name as Kirk. And then Lorelai mentions Angelina Jolie and Billy Bob Thornton in this episode. And years later, she will star with Billy Bob in Bad Santa. Oh, how funny is that? I must have missed that one. I must have been writing something else down. I didn't hear that yeah, reference. That's all IMDb trivia. Oh, okay. And uh, some goofs that also fall into the tri- um, trivia category. Um, the vet mentions that cinnamon was 260 in human years. First of all, she should have said in cat years. And then second, 260 in cat years is roughly 50 human years. No cat can live 50 human years, although you might argue that Cinnamon is a very special cat. No, I think... Wait, I think it's right how she said it. You you would say if someone's something in cat years, that's regular years. So I don't think... Remember, IMDb is... I could contribute uh, I a know. piece of trivia right now and just say, when Lorelai picked up the piece of paper, it said the Hail Satan on it, and it would be like posted. I, so. I, I, I'm just reading what I'm reading. <laughs> I am just the conveyor of information. I am your human IMDb. Only I'm just reading. I'm not making things up. Uh, so Kirk working at Deucey's and spelled here D-O-O-S-E apostrophe S. Chides it's Ms. not Deucey's though. Oh, okay. So 
Deuces? Dozies. Do- dozies. Okay, so maybe they spelled it wrong. Chides Miss Patty for sampling from the produce section, but clearly is not familiar with who she is, as we've said. In later seasons, multiple episodes make clear that Miss Patty has known Kirk since he was a child, as you said. For example, in one episode late in the series, Kirk performs a modern dance routine at one of Miss Patty's recitals, and it is mentioned that he created and performed the routine 25 years earlier. <laughs> and um, in Kill Me Now... Babette refers to Cinnamon as a male cat, and in this episode, Cinnamon is always referenced as female. And then when Lorelai and Rory are talking about dating Max in Babette's house at the wake, Rory is standing up, then sits down and is up, and when she stands up again, you can clearly see that her back is constantly, her back hair is constantly changing. First, she has a lot on her back, then a little on something. That's a weird... That's a weird way to put it, her back hair. Yeah. Yeah, With with this trivia, you're going to get a lot of... um, Weird. Someone's pocket was this way and someone's hair was this way yeah so it's so, a lot of yeah. it's like oh so little continuity errors okay yeah so that's not fun as in no no like, no, no here's no. like trivia for the episode what it's referring to or anything like that and that's that's kind of what our jobs are okay and apparently when we uh when rory and lane encounter babette bringing cinnamon home qu- quickly after their bad experience at al's pancake house where they had clams because they had a coupon uh, there was a woman pushing a stroller, and you can clearly see that it is a toy baby and not a real baby. Oh, yeah, I saw that. That was a little freaky. I I, I didn't want to rewind it, though. <laughs> I, I did not notice that it was a toy baby, but I kind of want to go back and watch and just always hope that this woman always has a toy baby and she's just a local crazy person. I could be. You, know, you never know. Someone could be pushing around their toy baby. That would be amazing. <laughs> I don't know if that's ever a thing that comes up again, but we'll we'll keep our eye out. So, even though Cinnamon has the episode named after her, mm-hmm. it's her wake, right? I would. It's hard to argue that that's the main storyline for this episode. Well, yeah, it was. Um, you know, Rory and Dean, and starting the relationship, and and Max and Lorelai starting theirs. But you'll see, you see in the kitchen when she's talking to Babette, um, they start talking about how it's hard to move on after the death of, you know, and Babette puts it, the death of a child. What do you do when you're not taking care of something? And that directly parallels what's going on with Lorelai and Max because the reason she keeps giving Max is I don't want to hurt Rory. I don't want to make things hard for Rory. It's it's all about Rory, whether those are excuses or not, or she's just trying to protect herself. I think it was a direct parallel to Rory's not going to be there forever. Yeah. One day she's going to wake up and Rory's going to be at college, and then who is she going to have? In an earlier scene with mm-hmm. Max at the coffee house, Lorelai said, Rory's eight. She's eight, and her favorite <laughs> thing is making necklaces out of gum wrappers yeah so they already started off that little party train oh yeah so that's you know rory is growing up she's gonna go to harvard you know which is so many hours away so she's gonna be an empty nester it may seem far away at the rate we're watching it but but she'd be an empty nester (laughs) effectively by 35 yeah which is yeah, wild. That is pretty wild when you think about it. 
I know people who are 35 getting married and having their first kid. Right. And she's going to be an empty nester. So kind of wild. Yeah. So she has to, you know, it's that consideration. Do I have to start thinking about myself? Yeah. Where am I going to be? I guess so. Yeah. So moving on uh, with the episode, and we're kind of just jumping all over, but that's kind of a fun way of doing it. Um, at the bake sale, Suki sets the <laughs> tablecloth on fire. She does. And then Lorelai puts it out with lemonade. Yeah, she does. What she pays table. for. She pays for two. They're looking at her all like, what are you doing? <laughs> and then Max, um, or Mr. Medina. Mr. Medina. Mr. Medina. <laughs> uh, kept trying to talk to Lorelai and ask her out. And uh, assured her that there was nothing in the Chilton Book of Ethics that prohibited teachers from dating parents. See, he did his, he, he is a Chilton teacher. He did his research. What, would you expect anything less from him? He read through it. He knows what's what. That's a good point. Oh, yeah. Should we expect anything less? No, you really shouldn't. And um, during this conversation, too, again, Lorelai brings up, I never do anything to her Rory. It's all about Rory. What do you think? Is it just an excuse to protect yourself? Or is it really about Rory? It's a little bit about Rory, but it's mostly about protecting herself. Rory is her very good (laughs) built-in self-preservation excuse. Yeah, she is. So she never has to put herself out there. So she doesn't have to worry. And she's relatively happy in that state of existence. Getting to be Rory's mom. Well, it's not... Having her own life in terms of, like, her own friends, but not going out. No, and later, though, they it, I think they insinuate that she does date. She's just never crossed... Oh, yeah, they do. They do um, later on in an episode of Max Medina. Oh, okay. She does date. She just does not cross those worlds. So, in a way, I think it's it's slightly an excuse because later we do see her not only cross worlds but cross worlds in an embarrassing way she says she never wants to hurt rory yet later on she makes out with max right in his classroom and do you think anyone sees of course they do so she professes like i don't want to hurt rory i don't want to do this but then she'll go and do something like that and obviously, way more. She, she'll, you know, they get engaged. They're gonna get Whoa. married. Oh, did I thought you knew that? I did not know that. Whoopsie. <laughs> Spoilers. Sorry. Spoilers. Just a couple. Okay. I won't tell you any more then about what happens. Uh, no, go ahead. Just nope. Ruin it for me now. Oh my goodness! But anyway, Let's do it. no. Fine. So, um. Also, Milo is very upset. Milo is very upset. He just came in and he's like, what? They get engaged? Are you kidding me? I am, I am so shocked about this. No, he, he's seen the show. He's, he's, he's Team Max. But um, you know, also. Milo will be French, but he won't be happy about it. Well, yeah. Just like Michelle. Just like Michelle. <laughs> um, so also Lorelai foreshadows how she is, how Rory is going to get attached. She says something like, I don't want you know, Rory to get attached to someone and then I'm going to leave, you you know, Max for some frivolous reason. She gives a couple, um, but that, you know, that kind of follows Lorelai's pattern, not to give away too much, but that does happen just as 
it's sad. Mm. Yeah. So this was her putting up the loaded gun in Act 1. She knows herself. Mm. So at least she's self-aware. Yeah, she's self-aware, and she knows it's going to be for a ridiculous reason. And that's the unfortunate part, without going into too much. Is that because she's self-destructive? Oh, yeah. I think she is. And, and that's why I wonder, because she does say she's dated. She just never crosses home in life. And Max, you know, you've pretty much seen who he is. He's He's one of the healthiest people she dates she doesn't really date anyone unhealthy i mean there could be some talk on that for future episodes but max he has a stable job he knows what he wants he's honest he's open um anything else good about him you know he is maybe a little too perfect like heck i even put in my notes that he dresses as you would expect a professor or a teacher at a private high school to dress you know that sweater mm-hmm. little jacket he's just he's a little too perfect so i wonder if it's more sabotaging it but sabotaging it because it's a healthy relationship well on that how often does she sabotage the re- relationship or a potential relationship with luke i still think it's it's almost like for her It's just fun. It's just, oh, Luke, the local diner guy flirts with me. I like the attention. Not in like, not in a bad way or anything. But to her, it's just more, oh, you flirt with me. I flirt with you. Well, right now, it's just I flirt with Luke because I flirt with Luke. Right. But down the line, when I know they do Mm -hmm. start having a relationship and then it gets messed up, how much... If it is self-sabotage because Luke is a good guy for her. And that too, exactly. Luke is, is the same thing. He's, you know, a little grumpy in the beginning, but again, stable job. He's always there to help her, rescue her. No matter what, he is always there. And you're right. There's some sabotage going on again. Yeah. Yeah. So the story that Max says to Lorelai while they're at the coffee shop about his uncle oh, yeah. and meeting... A young woman before he goes off to World War II. Okay. All that. Um, kind of a heavy story to say to somebody as a way to try to get them to go on a first date with you, don't you think? I wouldn't say it was a way to get her to go. I think it was a way to explain his persistence because he said it... it If the story was real, he never really answers her if it is a true story. But let's assume the story is real. Obviously, that means his uncle told it to him. Mm -hmm. So obviously, you know, whether the uncle moved on or not or whatever this fictional story is in Max Medina's life, it rung true with him that you don't just sit by and let someone slip through your fingers because you don't want to say anything or you're waiting for some random perfect moment. He's to me, he's more explaining why he's being as persistent as he is because she says, well, why do you want to date me? And he tries to describe an attraction, which of course she jokes about. Then he says something about them being the same height, you know, and, you know, joking about it. But in, in actuality, you know, why do people want to date? Who really knows? But (laughs) 
he is explaining, hey, this is why I'm being persistent. I'm not going to let you go just because I maybe had a little fear. So to me, that's almost the opposite of Lorelai, especially in this episode. It's it's nothing but fear and hesitation. And with him, it's, you know, why not give it a shot? All right. So what do you think is a good reason to date, though? I mean, Max yeah, thought maybe it was knows. because it, they were attracted to each other, and Lorelai said she's attracted to pine. <laughs> what kind of pie? Blueberry. <laughs> <laughs> but it doesn't mean, you know, she feels the need to date a pie. So. Well, she's overanalyzing it. She's trying to put too much thought into it. Like, I don't know. You date because you like someone. Okay. It doesn't have to be too much more than that. But she's trying to overanalyze it and make it into this whole thing. You know, which is not which is not terrible if she really is thinking about Rory and what it could do to their lives together. It's not terrible, but... No, it's not. But in the end, she ends up... Saying yes, obviously. So. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then she's gonna get engaged to him. Apparently. I'm it's sorry. Still, I'm. Still... I thought you knew that I much. I did not know that. I did not. Sorry. I only know that in the end, she does not end up with Max Medina because she ends up with Luke. That's all I know. And apparently, at some point, is also going to marry uh, Rory's father. Oh, so you do know that? I know that. I didn't slip it, did it? Yeah. No, did I slip no, and no, tell no, her? Did I, you just I, see that episode once? I saw or heard about things, yeah. Okay, okay. You might have mentioned it in a previous episode, I don't know. Well, yeah, I mean, honestly, though, if you look at Lorelai's major relationships, when you really think about them, it's Max Medina and Christopher and Luke. Those are her three main people, but Max Medina does slip off. Well, no one's perfect, perfect. You can come across as perfect for a little bit, but that's about it. What do you mean? Perfect is a facade. Perfect doesn't really exist. And you can do your best to present your best version of yourself as much as you can. And if it's to someone that you're not seeing on a personal basis, you have a much better chance of maintaining the perfect facade of being the person that you want to be, especially if it's a professional relationship. But in a personal relationship, you can only keep presenting as that perfect version of yourself until things get serious because, you know, people are going to start seeing facade slip or they're going to see you behind closed doors. They're going to have glimpses of the real you. And even if you are doing your best to be the best version of yourself, as opposed to just presenting as the best version of yourself, you're going to slip. So who is this in reference to? <laughs> that was in reference to Max. Okay, so you obviously haven't seen the rest of his episode. No. Honestly, I'm going to, hopefully I remember this, but when all is said and done with him, I want you to tell me how he was wrong for her. I want you to tell it. It sounds like you think like he's the secret like No, I don't think he's a horrible person. No, 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 oh, okay. no, 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 no. You said because obviously Max is gonna slip. 
And so I assumed you meant that. Oh, no, no, no. I was wondering what you were talking about because I really didn't understand. No, I guess I I was doing some analyzation of characters. I meant like slip away from the series. Oh, okay. You know, Christopher, he'll come in, he'll leave. He'll come in, he'll leave. Obviously, Luke is a staple. Mm -hmm. But Max... Luke had his whole three lines in this episode. Right. But when Max is done, he, he comes back like once and then he's gone. I didn't mean slip. As in, he's like this horrible person or anything. And that's actually the enigma of Max. He's an enigma to the audience, I think. He's an enigma to Lorelai of what actually happens. Okay. So, yeah, I just meant slip from this. Because why? That's the question. You know, maybe maybe I'm holding on to this and I've been holding on to this for a long time. But I still don't understand why she left Max. But I don't think Lorelai does either. Max was too good for her. That's all I can come up with. Mm. I want your opinion when it when it comes down to it when you finally see everything. Right. Yep. So we're gonna have a big psychoanalyst episode. Yes. Okay. I need to know. I am puzzled. <laughs> I've had I've held this in for a very long time and I've been dealing with it by myself. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> Not that I don't like Luke, please don't get me wrong, but no, Luke it just doesn't is, make sense. Luke and Lorelai, Luke and Lorelai are each other's lobsters. I guess so. I mean, they're supposed to be together, and that is set up in the pilot episode. Oh yeah, they are supposed to be together, and that's that. Oh okay, so it's more of that destiny. See. That's why you're a Luke. It's more of that destiny because Luke, wait, and I even have that. Wait, what do you mean? That's Luke. why I'm a Luke. Oh, like Team Luke? Like Team Luke. That's okay. why you're you're like a Team Luke because you have the same kind of thing. Like it's like, oh, they're meant to be and it's this, they were always meant to be so they have to be oh, together. Oh, I, 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 I'm meaning they're meant to be from surely a writing standpoint. No. It was laid in the first I episode. know you. You actually think that in real life that people are meant to be. I I. See? I may think that. See? I'm not saying otherwise. So you probably won't be confused about Max. You'll be like, it was meant to be for him to go to make room you can for be, Luke. You can be a perfect partner, just not a perfect partner for someone that you think is great. If they don't agree that you are great for them, then it just doesn't work. You Fine. can do nothing wrong and it still doesn't work out. Fine. So, all <laughs> it's like Lorelai, Lorelai is great, Max is great, but maybe even if they are great together for a while, they're not great for long term. If only because of Lorelai's predilection for self-sabotage. Well, that's the only reason I can think of because nothing else makes but sense. Luke can somehow deal with it. I that. am upset. I'm sorry. <laughs> Why are you upset? Because I told you, this has been confusing me for a very long time. I'm not ready to discuss this now. You must know the rest of the information so that you may also be as confused as I am. So are we just waiting for the end of the Max episodes or are we waiting until the end of the series when we've gone through Max and Christopher and Luke? No, we can wait till the end of the Max episodes. Okay. And then I want to know... What you think? You need to have. I'm gonna need a five-page report <laughs> when all this is said and done. All right, so we'll publish a blog. 
Please, please back it up with Should, references. So, Stars Hollow Weekly Editorials. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. Oh my gosh! But we do know that they, what time they had their first date, not a date, coffee meeting. Oh yeah, four twelve. Four twelve. That was cute. And because she can't control what kind of clientele goes into that coffee place. That's right. She can't. And so if she... someone were to come up to her, she wouldn't She wouldn't ignore them. Right, right. See, she opened the door a little bit. Oh, do you notice the name of the, um, or what seemed to be the name of the coffee place Mm-mm. they were in? It was called Cappuccino, 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 and more. Because she goes, coffee, coffee. Coffee, coffee, coffee. coffee. <laughs> so... It's fancier because it's in um in Italian. No, because it's in Hartford, so it has to be fancier. Cappuccino, cappuccino, cappuccino. Yeah, and more, and more. Because she goes. <laughs> so let's talk about the the titular uh, event, Cinnamon's Wake. Made me a little sad. Well, yeah. Being, being a cat owner. Well, yeah, that's terrible. Yeah. That's why I love this episode. Not because of the sadness, but... Because of the hilarity of how Sally Struthers oh. discovers that the cat is dead. My God. She nudges the cat. <laughs> cat rolls off the couch. <laughs> because she had just freshly waxed floor. And then knocks it... into a lamp. Poor cinnamon. Oh, my God. Cinnamon was a chubby little cat. They had the picture on the uh, piano. She was sitting like little fat Buddha. Yeah, just like sitting like people. It was so cute. I'm a fat kitty. That's a mean cat. So do you think it was called Cinnamon's Wake for the alliteration of Finnegan's Wake? That's what I was going to ask you. That's what I was wondering. Because you said before it seemed odd that the name of the episode was cinnamon's wake rather than anything else that was going on Mm -hmm. i just wondered if it was purely because finnegan's wake cinnamon's wake yeah finnegan's wake is also not about finnegan or the wake it's just stuff that happens and it's like this felt like this felt kind of like well things happened and we're just gonna kind of have a wake for things to kind of revolve around well yeah so to an extent i almost felt like it was a bit of a missed opportunity to not have cinnamon die earlier in the episode so that the entire episode could take place at cinnamon's wake yeah, and I probably could have. Max coming to it and understand, and like, wait, what is going on here? Um, although that did lead to a delightful conversation between mm-hmm. Babs and... Um, and <laughs> I, I like that she was called Babs by Maury. Babs. Oh, yeah, and we did. We said we were going to note when we saw him with his glasses off, so his glasses are off during his episode, and you actually see him without his glasses and his hat at Most the, of same the episode. time. Most of the mm-hmm. episode. Yeah. Yeah. So it happened. But wow, all I I remarked to you, all of the archways in her house are really low. Yep. And then Lorelai talks about it. Yeah, it's it's like a little the ceilings are high though ish, but she has to sit down when she does Lorelai has to sit down the when she does are the dishes. Too. Yeah, it's like a little doll's house. And I didn't realize until that moment that Babette 
is that much shorter than Lorelai. Yeah, because when Babette is standing next to the sink, it just looks of height. Mm-hmm. And then Lorelai gets there, and the sink is, like, at her thighs. And she kept awkwardly bending over to try to do some right, dishes. Right, right. And then Babette said, here, sit on the stool. That's what L- Maury uses to do the dishes. Mm-hmm. See, didn't I tell you it was a lovely Sally Struthers episode? Yeah, yeah, you really did. So we have to talk about Rory and Dean. Oh, my God. So first of all, Dean, he even says, I'm bothering you. I don't, I don't mean to bother you or whatever, but he gets on the bus with Rory and again, so that was is, cute. It was cute. So this is something that bothers me. Just oh my like, God, this bus is going bit. to Hartford and you go to school well, here yeah. and you, you can't, excuse me, he has to go, Rory, you're forgetting buses have stops. Again, she's panicking. Yeah. She, this is new. She feels awkward. But um, they set Dean up as someone who's smart. He mm-hmm. says the word solvent and he's 16. Yeah. So, again, they're setting him up as if he's smart because, as you know later, they make him out to be this big, dumb car guy in a way. So they're going to dumb him down. They're going to change his character. Yeah. So that'll be fun to see when they dumb him down. Yeah, it is. And it's funny, too, um, because Dean does come up to her nearing the end of the episode after he's interacted with her a few times and says to her, you're not interested and I'm not going to bother you, which is in direct opposition to what happens with Jess. Uh, not the same kind of bothering that Max does for Lorelai, but bordering the creepy bothering. Jess is there trying to break up Rory's relationship. He doesn't care if he's bothering her. He wants to bother her. He wants to annoy her. So, again, we can see that how Dean is very different from Jess Mm. and how Jess is a little bit toxic. Well, yeah, because right now, Dean just seems like a nice kid. He is. And and Lorelai also asking, oh, do you know him? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, no, I mean... He, he goes to the school I used to go to, so I would see him around, but I go to Chilton now. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> thank you for the update. <laughs> I love this awkward Rory. I just, it, I love how she switches between Rory, you know, Rory with Lorelai, and then Rory with Dean. It's just so awkward. Yeah, she is stilted. confident and assured, and yeah. she's a little adult, and then she is this awkward Mm-hmm. kid and yeah she really a, is a kid and it's adorable and it, and it uh, and in those moments where it really is apparent of just how young rory is her having the baby face does yeah. not work for that because i know mm-hmm. she's and she's you know an adult like she's 20 or 21 filming this but backing up the character is as you said possibly not even 16 yet and it's it comes across it plays well yeah Definitely. So you get to see her in that role as an actual kid. And like we've said before, sometimes it seems, and you'll see it as we go, but she's aging backwards. She starts as an adult and then starts becoming a kid. But in this episode, you can definitely see, yes, she is the age she is. She's getting her first boyfriend. Yeah, so right now it all feels very appropriate, like not aging backward, but... Exactly. Yeah, it's just sometimes, you know, when you're young, you sometimes are have more mature moments, and other times you right. are 
a blithering idiot. Oh my god! <laughs> it, it just occurred to me, Laura. I mean, Lorelai, not Lorelai. Rory. Well, he did call her Lorelai. He Gilmore. does. They both get called Lorelai. Well, because remember, she told the riveting exactly. story of how why can't mothers name their daughters after them, and it was probably the drug she was on. She has told Dean that story already. Hashtag so. feminism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. Any final thoughts on the episode? Final thoughts? Um, I agree. It is a little interesting that they put Cinnamon's Wake in here. But actually, when I was talking about this episode, when we were talking about it weeks before, that's all I remembered from it. Okay. So obviously that stands out for me, even though a lot more is happening. You know, Rory and Dean and Lorelai and Max. But honestly, I just I just remembered Cinnamon's Wake. Okay. And what would you rate this episode? Mm, 8.5 cups of coffee. 8.5 cups of coffee. I felt like a, this was an episode where like not a ton happened. Like, I'm like, everything happened. Right. But like, it almost didn't kind of feel like it was going anywhere. Okay. Nice see that. It, but really good scenes, really good moments. Yes. It felt like an episode of just like, if you were to call this like a day in the life, <laughs> no pun intended <laughs> on the Netflix uh, run, a uh, year in the life. But if you just call this Gilmore Girls a day in the life, I would believe that because it was just like, well, here's a bunch of stuff that happened. No, you're right. It is. It is one more of a setup episode where it's more just setting up for future. Obviously, her relationship with Dean is something that's going to span into a year in the life where we see him make an appearance again. Mm -hmm. So it sets that up. And even though, like I said before, Max, he comes back once, but he doesn't come back again and again and again, like other characters, it still sets up a very important relationship in Lorelai's life. So yeah, I get it. Okay. I'm going to give this, I guess a seven and a half. Okay. 7.5. Okay. And, Bravo, Sally Struthers, because that was that was just a terrific performance. It was. He told you you'd like that part. Oh, she she's great. I know. All right, so oh, yeah. next week we have R- Rory's birthday. Rory's birthdays, I think. Okay. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you'll Rory, see why. Rory's birthday parties. parties. Okay, okay. So there is plural in there. Um, we get to see that next week. Uh, we're actually looking at the IMDb right now and I, I've never really noticed this before. It is a close up of her cake. It does have her face on it. Yeah. And in the picture is Lane with her. Oh, Mm -hmm. speaking of Lane, Lane had my favorite single line of the whole episode. Oh, did she? What was that? She just calls Lori a, I mean, she calls Roy a freak. She's like, freak? Yeah. When she was walking (laughs) away and when... Rory very awkwardly ditched her to go. You know what? Good for Lane. Good for Lane. Yeah. You'll see later. Sometimes Rory (laughs) can be a little selfish. So good for Lane. She stood up for herself. I'm proud of her. (laughs) Too funny. Um, All right. And remember, we do have our sign off now. That's right. But before we get there. Okay. Okay. Before we get there, go write us five stars on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, wherever you have fine podcasts like this one delivered to your listening ears. (laughs) 
That was fancy. I thought so. <laughs> if you think it's fancy, it's obviously got to be fancy. It's like what Max said about Lorelai, that she was like a wordsmith. You're like a wordsmith. <laughs> that was like the worst wordsmithing ever. Exactly. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I feel like that's a backhanded <laughs> compliment. All right. But also, you can contact us on Twitter or Facebook. You can even email us. Our email address is starshollowweekly at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at starsweeklypod. And on Facebook, we are Stars Hollow Weekly. We're keeping it easy with this. We're trying to be on brand. Nice. All right. And so let us know what you think. Uh, any taglines that you want to deliver for the show, any special characters that you feel that didn't get mentioned. I really want to know what you think about what happened with Max Medina, because as you know, that haunts my dreams. He went into witness protection. That would make more sense than what actually occurs. Really? Because having not seen the Max Medina (laughs) episodes, I'm just going to go on a limb here. I'm just going to start making some predictions. Max, Max sees a crime. All right, but it's not a murder. Being the Gilmore Girls, it's a white collar crime in Richard's universe, and it takes place <laughs> at Chilton, right down the street from Emily's doctor. All right, Emily's doctor is is embezzling money. Max witnesses it, has to go into witness protection, and that's why he leaves the show. And he gets bitten by a wolf. Oh, okay. He has to move to the tenth kingdom. Only a subset oh. of the subset of people that listen to this will understand that. Only Unless we've described it so much, people have actually gone and watched this. I don't think we have yet, but he can't have moved to the 10th kingdom because we're in the 10th kingdom. So he moves to the 9th kingdom. See, the 4th kingdom. Nobody's going to get that. Nobody is going Go to get that. Go watch the 10th kingdom and you'll understand that he moves there, to tweet, the 4th kingdom. Okay, tweet at us if you actually get that. Yeah. <laughs> Do it. But... um uh, I'd like to sign off. We figured out a sign off uh, <laughs> two episodes ago. Uh, so I would say, oi, with the wakes already. <laughs> Get it? Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> What's yours? Uh, oi, with the skanking already. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a 90s kid, so I can say that. Nice. <laughs> Shout out to Lane. All right, Lane. Hashtag lane. Hashtag skanking. Oh my gosh. I love it. All right. We'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye.